Thank you for joining us for another powerful message from the teaching ministry of Destiny Church. We hope that you'll be challenged and stretched to grow through today's message. But most of all, we hope that you'll encounter the Father's love. If you're in the greater Mobile Bay area, please join us for our weekend worship celebration. Or if you're looking for a church family excited for a revival, please come join us in bringing heaven to earth. Glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Isn't that the highest praise? I thank God for being here on today. Amen. I'm going to get the preliminaries out the way. We thank God for your pastor making an introduction, Pastor Rife. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Rife, amen, apostle, and his beautiful wife, his lovely wife, uh, prophetess Shay, amen. We thank God for you. I I truly want to just say this real quick. Get this out the way. I love your pastor. I met the man of God, and, he, and it was a genuine love. Come on, somebody. It, it was genuine. Didn't know him. He didn't know me. But the Bible talks about know no man after the flesh. Is that right? And, and I believe that it was, a, it was an instant kingdom connection. I'm a very uh, uh, a people's person. I, I, I meet no strangers. I, I'm outgoing. I'm outspoken. But it was instant something about him. That my spirit just could not let go. Uh, And I'm telling folks, and I'm saying this to say that when it's genuine, you don't have to force it. When it's genuine, you don't have to make it work or make it happen. When it's God-ordained, somebody say it's automatic. And I believe that's what happened with us. It was an automatic, because somebody say love at first sight. Uh, Y'all don't like that, but I'm just talking. I love this man of God. I thank God for his heart for God and his heart for God's people. Uh, uh, I thank God that what he's joined together and what he planned on doing through this kingdom connection is going to blow your minds. It's got to blow your mind because it's blowing minds. Uh, uh, Many people have wanted to connect with me, wanted to get with me, but I just, it was something that God would not allow. But on this one, it was no breaks. Come on, somebody. It was no breaks. Sometimes you got to know when, you, when it's just a God moment. Is that all right? I, I'm saying something because I'm prophetic. I'm prophetic. But I'm saying something that could somebody just repeat after me. All of my prayers have led up to this moment. You got to understand that your prayers are premeditated. When you pray in privately, God will send the answer publicly. And sometimes you got to be all right with God making an introduction of your prayers. Come, I'm saying something. And he was an answer to my prayers and I was an answer to his and God made an introduction. And so I just want to say that and get that out the way. And I thank God Noah, uh, for my truly family today. I thank God for them coming out and supporting. Glory to God. And I also want to thank God to my new family, Destiny Church International. Amen. Amen. I, I thank God. Whether you know it or not, we are family. Amen. So you might as well get to know your big brother or little brother to some. Is that all right? But, but I, do, I do thank God for you. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my wife, my lovely wife, Dr. Elect Lady Petway, amen, my helpmate. I'm not going to belong to time, but there is a word in the house, glory to God. There is a word for the house. Is that all right? That's a word for God's people. I just want to give you a short briefing of who I really am. Uh, I'm a man that was saved, somebody say, by grace. Uh, y'all don't, I'm, I was saved by grace. It is not that I ran God down. God ran me down. Uh, come on. I knew I was anointed from my mother's womb. I knew that. I, I heard it all my life, but I ran from what I heard. Come on. I'm talking to somebody today because I am a prophet of the Lord, but the word is going to be prophetic. It's going to touch you. It's going to reach you. And some of this you're going to resemble and see yourself. Oh, is that all right? But I ran from the Lord. But how many of you know you can run, but you can't hide from God? Uh, come on, somebody. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing that even though we run, we can't hide from God. Uh, and no matter when we tell God no, he's still adamant and consistent and resilient about getting the yes out of us. Could you say if, if there's no no in me, 
won't no no come out of me. But if there's a yes, God will get the yes out of us. And I believe that God pursues most of us, all of us, or some of us, because he knows there's still a yes in us. And I'm, I'm just serving you notice right now. If you've been hearing a voice, if you've been hearing something talk on your spirit, on your conscience, that's God. It will not stop. He will not stop until he get what he knows in you. Could you say God is looking for, God is looking for my, yes. my yes? Glory. Oh, God is looking for my yes. And so in, in the midst of worship, I heard the pastor say something very profound concerning his pastor comrade, my pastor comrade. Someone that I never met before, never, don't even know, but I believe that God is still in, somebody say, the miracle working business. I believe that, I believe that, and you and we as believers, as the body of Christ, have to believe, somebody say, that God still works miracles. I have to believe it. You have to believe it. We have to believe it. Why? Because I am a miracle. You are a miracle. We are miracles. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are, Erica. Yes, we are. We are miracles. World life and circumstances counted us out. But we're still here. We're still standing in our right minds with health and strength. When all the odds were stacked against us. Could you say, now that's a miracle. And I believe that God will do a miracle. And so I thank God for the miracle that is going to take place. When we come together on one accord, somebody say, believing. believing. Not circumstances, not what it looked like, not what it feel like, but believing the true and living God. Yes. Believing that it is God's mandate for our lives to do what no other can do. Come on, somebody. Could you say it's called faith? It's called confidence. It's called reliance and dependency. So real quick, real quick, I got my ready reader. And I am a talkback pastor, preacher, teacher, prophet. I don't know why other folks do it, but I'm going to tell you why I do it. Because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it is my job as the servant of the Lord, as the pastor, as the leader, as the under shepherd to get his people, our people, our brothers and sisters, somebody say to decree life. Because life is in God's word. And so when I say talk back and repeat after me, all I'm getting you to do is speak and decree life. We can have whatsoever we say it. Uh, come on. So when I tell you that that's my motive, that's my reason for getting you to talk back to me or to repeat after me. I believe too many things are died in our lives because we have not spoke life to it. Oh, I'm talking to somebody that know they are speaking spirit today. I'm talking to somebody that know God will never fail because his word never fails. I believe, I believe truly destiny. If we start working it again, it will work. Come on, somebody. Could somebody say, I've got to work my faith by working my mouth. Come on, somebody. you got to work the word by speaking the word. I know we know what it is and what it has been and what it looked like and what it feels like, but we got to, in spite of what it feels like, say what God has said. Do anybody receive that today? Amen. So real quick, i got a prophetic word for you today. And this word, the Lord told me to explain where I'm going with this. Uh, I, he told me that I'm going to disappoint some of you to encourage some of you. Oh, uh, y'all don't like that, but I'm coming somewhere. I'm going to back this up with God's word. I'm going uh, to disappoint you to encourage some of you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And because sometimes we can get so caught up in the emotions of the flesh. And I don't deny emotions because they are factual. Sometimes I just don't feel good. Oh, okay. Sometimes I do just feel bad. Sometimes I am just sad, sick, or depressed. But just because that is a factual, that is a momentary thing, don't mean I'm supposed to stay where it looks like and feel like and what is factual. Am I saying something? Because in everything, even though the facts are evidence, facts does not rule out truth. Could somebody say it is a fact? But I'm still speaking, decreeing, and standing on God's truth. 
Because somebody say truth overrules facts. So when you get this, then you'll get a manifestation from the kingdom of heaven because heaven wants to know that do you really believe that I can do this in spite of what the fact says? All things are possible to them that what? Believeth. And so God is saying, how can you believe it but you're not decreeing what you believe? How do you believe it when you're not speaking what you believe? When you're not declaring what life and death is in where, saints? The power of the tongue. Could you say, God has given me power? Not just by way of his Holy Spirit, but what comes out of my mouth carry weight, carries the authority of heaven, carries the dominion of heaven. What I decree in my life pertaining to my life, could somebody say, move mountains? You notice in... John, the Bible says Jesus did not tell Mark in chapter Mark 11. Jesus did not tell the saints to pray about the mountain. Oh, I got a church right now. I got a church right now. Do I have your attention? This is a true prophet of the Lord talking today. Uh, the Bible did not say pray about the mountain, Pastor Right? What did the word say? He says, speak to the mountain. And I'm telling every destiny seeker, every destiny member up in here, every truly, start speaking to the mountains. And what we have done, saints, this is what we have done. God showed me this prophetically because I made this error. I have prayed more about my mountains than speaking more to my mountains. And be careful, be cautious about praying about mountains that we never speak to. Because really what we're telling God, we're telling God, I got a circumstance in my life, but I'm going to pray to you for you to do it instead of operating in authority that you've given me to move it. Uh, to do it for my oneself. Uh, could you say, I don't need you to feel sorry for me. I got what it takes. I just have to start working what I got. I just have to start using what I have. I, I have what it takes. Uh, God gave somebody to say authority. Dominion. To speak. And he will honor what I say. He will honor what I say if we say what we say and believe. Somebody say in faith. In faith. Amen. I just had to set the stage. We have a familiar passage. It's from Psalms. But I had the man of God with the chauffeur that blew. And I'm going to say this and we're going to move real quick. Man of God, the Lord told me to ask you to blow the horn. But before you blow it, he told me to give the prophetic revelation of this. And I'm going to do this and God is going to move mightily uh, because I'm going to give you a natural illustration to give you a, a biblical prophetic revelation that God just revealed to me in this service. There are certain whistles and certain sounds that the natural ear cannot hear. Do anybody have a dog? Do anybody own a dog whistle? Okay. But I've owned a dog and I've owned a dog whistle. And I could blow that whistle hard, but no natural ear, no natural perception can hear the sound, but the one that the sound and the instrument was created for. Oh, God, y'all better hear God today. And God said the chauffeur horn was not for him, nor for the people, but it was that the enemy may hear. Even though we hear it and it's a good sound to us, but it's a terrifying sound to our adversaries. And so prophetically, God said in this service, there is going to be a sound from the shofar that our enemies will hear. How many of you know that cancer is our enemy? How many of you know that lack is our enemy? How many of you know that sickness, disease, infirmities, doubt, Fear is our enemy. Oh, glory to God. So, man of God, would you please blow it with everything within you? Ah, glory. Glory. This is for the enemy. Every enemy that has tormented us. Every enemy that has pursued us. 
every enemy that has hindered us, delayed us, stagnated us. This is for the enemy that causes us to doubt our God. Can I tell you something? God knows the sound, the murmurings, and the groanings of his people. And the enemy knows the sound as well. And there's a sound that God have always made in the earth that the enemy can interpret. Could you say that sound served the enemy notice that our God is with us, is for us. God bless you. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Psalms, the 46th number of Psalms. I'm going to drop it like it's hot. Come on. You got to follow me because I'm a preacher, teacher, reacher. Amen. We got somewhere to go. We got somewhere to go. But I believe that this word is fitting for us that's here today. Uh, I know that I was hooked up with this word because of where God led the pastor to go. I know that this word is relevant. Somebody say for now. I don't, I don't think about sermons. I don't study to preach. I, I just let God download for what his people need. He's all-knowing, not me. Is that all right? I just learned to be somebody that's led by the Spirit of God. I just, I just learned. I believe that if we be led by God, we won't miss people. Come on. And sometimes we can have a real good message, and that's okay. I'm with that. But I believe we need to hear the now of God. I, I, we've heard about the later of God, but we need to hear somebody say the now of God. What is God saying now to me concerning my situation? What is God saying to me now about my issues and my struggles and my heartaches and my upsets and my disappointments? What is he saying? Somebody say now. now. Well, he that hath an ear, Amen. let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. What say the word of God? Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength. Hold it right there. I always stop and go, so bear with me. I got to let you know who I am. For God, somebody say, is. is. So God is the same yesterday, today, somebody say, and forevermore. So if God is, that means God was. And if God was, that means God what? Is. And if God is, somebody say, God shall be. I'm talking to destiny and truly today. Could somebody say God still is? is. Would I believe it or not? God is saints and we have to tap into somebody say the now of God. God has not forgotten about us. God has not abandoned us. God has not stranded us. Could somebody say God still is? But I've got to believe the is and the now of God. God still is. What God still is, reader? God is our refuge. My God from and Zion. Strength. He is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. That, stop right there. Do you hear God say? God is our, somebody say, refuge, refuge. Our, strength, our strength, and a very present help. Somebody say, my God, I can't believe I've been missing this. Are you mean to tell me all everything I've been going through, I've been going through thinking I'm all alone. Everything I've been going through, I've been going through at my weakest moments. Everything I've been going through, I thought I've been going through, man of God, by myself. Because I hadn't got a real revelation of God is. Could somebody say, once? I get an enlightenment of biblical revelation that God is, then I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be intimidated. I don't have to be lacking nothing in my life because God is. And right now, we need to know that God is a refuge. Uh, let me show you what that word refuge means. Refuge means to be a shelter. Could you say God is a shelter? Somebody say, from danger. from danger. How many of us been in danger, but we never utilize our shelter? And we didn't utilize our shelter because we forgot that God is. Oh, I'm talking prophetically today. Because sometimes when trouble arises in my life, woman of God, I have went everywhere but to God. 
I have ran to people and I have ran to things that I thought could shelter me from the danger, could shelter me from the harm, but I forgot that the only true shelter that never falters or fails is God. Could you say the only one that can keep me when I need to be kept is my revelation of God is. I see y'all gonna make me work today, but that's okay. I came to work. I came to work. I came to work. So God is a refuge. Refuge is a shelter from danger or hardship. Could somebody say it's been hard in my life? But that's what God is. God will take the hardship away. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For his yoke, somebody say it's easy. And his burden is light. Glory to God. I miss half of the church right there because we keep saying nobody never said it would be easy. Well, Jesus said his yoke is easy. And so no matter what hardships that life deals us or hand that life deals us, God said that I still will bring ease to it. We have this statement, Destiny, at Truly. You can adopt this since we family now. We have this statement at Truly. It's a biblical revelation that when life deals us lemon, what do we do, Truly? We add water and sugar and make lemonade. Oh, God gave us biblical wisdom that life sometimes will be bitter. Life sometimes will be sour. But God gave us two ingredients, water and sugar, to add to the life of lemons to get something sweet out of it. Uh, can I talk Bible to get, let you know I'm just biblically in the foundation? Romans 8 and 28 says what, reader? And we know. And we know. That all things. You mean to tell me what I'm going through right now? What I'm dealing with right now is working together. Somebody say, for my good. It don't feel like it, but God said it is. It doesn't look like it, but somebody say, God said it is. It doesn't even uh, sound like it, but God said it is. And God is the only one that knows how to take what is negative, what is bad, to get something positive out of it. God knows how to take something that is bitter and get the sweetness out of it. He says, yes, I'm going to make this work together for your good. That which you thought was going to kill you, going to give you life. That was thought was going to stop you, going to propel you. Uh, see, they thought they was hurting Jesus when they put him on the cross, but hurting helped them. Y'all come on something. And I'm talking to some people right now. They thought they hurt you, but they really helped you. And if they had known that they was helping you, they wouldn't even sought to hurt you. How could hurting me help me? Could you say God is the only one that can make that happen? Because they really intended to hurt us. But hurting us helped us. And so refuge is a place to shelter from hardness. Something or someone turned to for assistance or security. And God says uh, destiny truly. He says the prophetic word today is help is not on the way. Help is not on the way. If you've been waiting for help, you can forget about it. See, I said I was going to disappoint you first to encourage and empower you second. Help is not on the way. Could somebody say, why? Because help is already here. Help is not on the way, saints. Help is already here. And if we could get that revelation, if we could come to this enlightenment, this understanding, we would square our backs up, shoulders up, head up, and our declaration, our proclamation, what we say will be something totally different. Because I could say in the midst of what it looked like, I know it still is. So I could decree what it is in spite of what it looked like. I can decree what it is in spite of what it feels like. I can decree what it is in spite of what it don't look like. What it don't feel like. Could somebody say, because God ain't limited by what's going on. He's only limited according to our faith. He's only limited according to what we speak and decree in the atmosphere. The Bible says, the prophet Isaiah said that he watched over his word to perform it. He said his word shall not return. Somebody say unto him, void. But it shall accomplish. God want to accomplish some things. But we got to somebody say put the Holy Spirit in work. 
Oh, we put them to work by what we say. Come on. Could somebody say the doing is on us? The doing is on us, but the saying, come on, God manifests that. Whatsoever we say, come on, somebody, God manifests what we say, but we have to implement what we do. Oh, I'm helping somebody today. And so God told me, God told me for this setting, he says, tell my people, because some of us still waiting for God to show up. Tell my people that they no longer have to wait for me because I'm already there. I'm already present. I've been waiting for them. And that's why I keep telling the church, God is, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. Can I give you a Bible to let you know how much God is waiting on us? That was three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Glory to God. And they refused to bow down the circumstances. They refused. And sometimes when we adamant are not bowing down to circumstances, could you say it's going to get, it's going to get hotter. Most of us don't even understand why it's so hot in our lives. Because we refuse to bow down the bell. Before we refuse to compromise. We refuse to go with the majority. Come on, somebody. And when we don't go with the majority, the fire will be turned up. The heat will get hotter. But it doesn't matter because, because they had a resilience to no compromise. God had already ordained because God is all-knowing. The king set up a strategy. If they don't bow, here go the consequences. But for every consequence of the adversary comes a benefit of the Lord. Let me say that again because I know somebody missed that. For every consequence of the adversary comes the benefit of the Lord. Can I talk Bible today? The Bible says, Paul said, when I go do good, Pastor Wright, evil is always present. So how when we go to do good, Paul said, evil is present to where an evil show up, good not be present. So no matter what the evil intent of the dark adversary, good is already present. Good is already there. Could you say God is greater than the adversary? So how darkness going to be there when, when light goes to show up, but light not be there when darkness shows up? And so the, the king said, turn the fire up. And we don't hear nothing about a fourth man until when? They was in the fire. Could it be that the Lord was already there waiting. Y'all don't like that, but I'm telling you something of it. No matter what the enemy planned, God is already there because he's all-knowing. He already know what the enemy has plotted to do, what he's planned to do, but he already made a strategy. Oh, God, that what you do won't kill or destroy because it's not my timing for them. And so what you set up and ordained for, to consume them and destroy them I'm going to already be there waiting to shelter them, to cover them. Why? Because God is a refuge. That's why some of the stuff, we don't know how we got out. We just know we got out. Some of the stuff, we don't even know when we got out. We just know we out. Some of the stuff, we didn't even believe we was going to get through or get over. But you just say, I'm over that. I'm through that. I caught it. It was hard. It was frustrating. But I could wave bye-bye to that. Because somebody said, I got scars. I got wounds. I got afflicted. But thank God I'm no longer in. Thank God I'm no longer in. Come on, where I'm at is better than where I've been. Where I'm at is better than greater than what I came out of. Can anybody, re come on, can anybody receive this today? So God wants us to know, saints. He, destiny, he wants you to know that he is here. Help is not coming. Help is not on the way. Help is here. Let me show you what help is. Help is assistance. Help is to be of service to. Help is to aid or to support. Somebody say, or to back up. The reason why we don't have to fear destiny is because God is backing you up. Oh, I know what the devil said it wasn't going to be. Could you say, but God got my back. And whatever he said, this ministry wasn't going to be. God said, it is going to be that. I know what the devil said, you ain't going. But God said, I got your back. So no matter where he said, you ain't going. Could you say, I might as well get ready for where I'm going. Because where you're going and what you're doing, you're not doing it without God's help. 
You're not doing it without God's assistance. You're not doing it without God's backup. You're not doing this without God's support. And it also means, somebody say, to wait on. God says y'all don't understand. God, wait means not to stand idly by and to look for something to help him. But God says, while I'm helping you, I'm going to be serving you. Because that's what wait means. God says, you're not waiting for me and I'm not waiting for you, but I'm going to wait on you. Somebody got to get that. Could you say, I thought I was supposed to be serving God. But God is telling us that he's going to serve us. Because somebody said waiting for ain't the same as waiting on. This is our covenant promise. God said, when I said I'm going to help you, that means I'm going to serve you. So even while the enemy puts you in prison, entangle you in bondage, I'm going to serve you in your lowest moments. Some of our wounds didn't heal by themselves. God stepped in that fiery furnace in that affirmative and he served us. He healed and tended to our wounds. He healed and tended to our scars. Somebody say even in a dark low place. God would still come in and serve us. Wait on us. Assist us. Because somebody say I don't have to wait to get out of it. When God want to help me while I'm in it. Oh good God from Zion. Y'all receiving this. And so how long I got, how long, I can't see the clock. I'm, I'm trying to be a student. I'm trying to be a good student. And, and so here it is, God says, he is our refuge and our strength and our present help. Somebody say present help. Present help. Present help. Let, me, let me define here because some of us ain't getting what God is saying. God said help is not on the way, pastor. He said, pastor, help is here. Here is, somebody say in this place. Here is, somebody say at this moment. Here means concerning this circumstance. Here means to be concerning and relevant in this situation. It is to be at a particular point or detail at a particular time. And even one definition that I love the most, Prophet Lee, uh, say it says now. God is a very present. God is here. God, somebody say is now. I got to wrap my mind, my heart, my spirit around what God is trying to tell me. And and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say this, and I could be transparent with this, because I'm steady growing in the wisdom and knowledge of God. I'm steady growing to a closer, intimate relationship. I'm not full grown, but I'm growing. I'm like my brother Paul. I have not yet apprehended. I'm pursuing and pressing steadily. It does not yet appear, but I'm becoming. And so I had to grow to this place because I kept saying what God has for me is for me, but I kept missing it. Because I thought what God had for me, I had to wait till I get out and get over to receive it. See, I didn't know how to receive it while I was in my wilderness. I didn't know how to receive it while I was in my fiery furnace. I didn't know how to receive it if I was Daniel in the lion's den. See, God did not wait till they get out to come in. God came in, why? To get them out. Could you say, God don't want to wait to get us out. God want to come in to get us out. And so we have been waiting to get out when God says, I'm in it now. I'm here now. God was already in the fiery furnace, just like he was already in the wilderness. Could you say they didn't have to worry about the promised land? Because God was moving while they was in their wilderness. Could you say there's water flowing in dry places in my life? But some of us been missing God because we've been waiting to get out of a place instead of inviting God in a place, welcoming God in a place, embracing God in a place. Can I tell y'all something? I'm going to give you a quick brief testimony. I've had four major eye surgeries in, in a year to a year and a half and got a fifth and final one. All in my left, gas in my left eye and all in my right. Blind, went blind in my left eye. Couldn't see nothing. But I didn't wait to get out to invite God in. <laughs> y- y'all don't hear, I- I'm telling you, I went blind, couldn't see nothing. But I was once blind, but now I see. 
I keep telling folks I'm on the road to recovery. I'm not there yet. I'm seeing men like trees, but I'm still seeing. Why do I say that? And why do people shout? And because I wasn't seeing at all. I'd rather see men like trees than see no men at all. Y'all don't hear me. And so all I'm saying is, I'm going to bless God and embrace the now of God, the here of God, so I can experience the later of God. Because somebody say, if I miss them now, I will miss them later. And so God is a now God. He is a present God. He is a here God. He is an available God. He is, come on. He said, I'll never forsake you, never abandon you, never leave you alone. And even though there's been times and circumstances that made us feel like we were alone, God say, I'm here now. I'm here now. And so the revelation is that we have to get our eyes of understanding enlightened. Yes, sir. Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus, Colossus, even the church of Corinth. He said, you got to get an enlightenment of this. Enlightenment means to make clear, yes. to understand, yes. to learn, to give spiritual insight, to make free from confusion. Yes, and that's a place I had to get. I was confused because I thought I had to get out to experience the manifestation of God. I thought I had to come over to experience the power of God. But the true power of God is when I'm going through. The true power of God, somebody says, is when I'm in it. Can I give y'all a Bible to let y'all know I ain't talking crazy? That was a man that had a thorn in his flesh. And I don't know, the Bible never specified what the thorn is. And scholars and theologians still debating what that thorn was. Could you say it don't matter? The man of God had a very serious problem and it vexed him. Till he petitioned the Lord. Somebody say repetitiously. He, oh, come on somebody. He prayed three times. He petitioned heaven three times on this thorn. God, remove this thing from me. Take it out of me. Take it away, God. But God said, no, son. My grace is sufficient. And I hear God say, tell my people. That where they are is because I want them to experience this, the efficiency of me. I want them to experience the efficiency of me. The grace of God is sufficient. What is sufficient means? It means a quality or quantity that can fulfill or meet a requirement or need. God said that my sufficiency, even though it don't look like it in this situation, or feel like it, I have what it takes to meet the need pertaining to this. He said, my strength, Paul, is made perfect in your weakness. At your weakest moments is my greatest strength. But you got to get in revelation and an enlightenment of my sufficiency. So when I understand that my problems are vexing me, could you say, and it makes me weak. That's when I rely on the sufficiency of God. Because God, somebody say, is now with me. And I know we could go through some pressing things that it makes us feel like God has abandoned us. Have you ever felt abandoned before? No, don't fool me, saints. Don't let me be the only one. I, I, well, how can I be going through this when I'm giving you everything, God? How can this be happening when I'm serving you with all my heart and all my strength? How can all, everything just look like toxic turvy? Just, you know, before it go up, it's going all the way down. Oh, God, come on, somebody. Look like my life just been. But how, God? And no matter what I've been going through, no matter how hard, God have always shown his sufficiency in it. Could somebody say, even when lack and the means wasn't there, yes, some kind of way the provisions were. <laughs> oh, I'm talking to somebody that didn't know how they were going to get from A to B or take care of Z, X, Y, and Z. But the sufficiency of God provides. Could you say it will meet every need? It will meet every requirement. Because God is here. Help is here. You cannot disassociate help with God from God. You cannot, we cannot dissociate refuge, shelter from danger from God. 
Because God is trying to get us to get an enlightenment, make it clear to us without confusion of who and what he is. When we get a revelation, I am that I am. When we know that he is a healer, we don't have to fear sickness or disease. When we know that he is a deliverer, we don't care how many traps that the devil set for us. Whatever trap that entangles us, God will liberate us. Because somebody said, because I know who God and what God is. That's when my faith stands assured of who God is. Not who he is known by, but who he is. Why do I depend on that so much? But Well, I did what the summer said. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you ever tasted something you didn't want to try? Because you thought you wasn't going to like it when you tasted it. You said, mm, it ain't that bad. I don't just want a little bit. Give me a lot of it. And when you really, t- and that's why I know folks don't like God because they never tasted him. They never was willing to give him a try. It's hard to taste God and not like God. It's not hard to taste God and not love God. It's, not, it's hard to taste him and not want more of him. Destiny, could you say God is going to unlock me for what he wants to do? He says he's going to unlock us from pause. It's not that most of it has stopped. We just paused because we waiting on God and God said, I'm waiting on you. God says that uh, I'm here. You don't need help. Help is already here. Greater is he that's what? In us than he that's in the world. Am I talking to the church? Uh, and so a lot of times we're looking from help without. Because somebody say help is within. Uh, come on. I hear God say dig deep. Look within yourselves. I'm going to give you a Bible. And I've got to talk this like I know it. Paul told his spiritual son Timothy. I can't encourage you and stir you up no more son. Because every time I stir you up. I make you forget about what's already in you. Every time I stir you up, you forget and lose sight of what the deposit and impartation that was already made in your life. He says, son, you have it because your mother gave it to you. Your grandmother gave it to you. And I laid hands and gave it to you too. So could you say Timothy had a triple-fold manifestation, a triple-fold impartation. Timothy was blessed beyond measures. Timothy was so anointed, but he let what he had lay dormant and uh, glory to God. And Paul said, you don't need it. All you have to do is look within and stir up what's already in you so it can come out of you. Could you say, I already have it? It's already within, but I've been looking for it without. My greatest deliverance came, somebody say, within. My greatest encouragement, somebody said, came from within. I did this number when no one else was around to encourage me. I thought I had to look within and encourage myself. Oh, God, when I didn't get a word of prophecy, I had to look within and become my own prophet. Tony, you shall live and not die. Tony, you shall declare the works of the Lord. Tony, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that wise against you shall be condemned. Could somebody say, I got to stop looking without? And I got to look within. Because help and assistance, shelter and refuge is already in me. Could you say, I ain't looking for the giant slayer. I got to wake up the giant slayer. Oh, come on, somebody. I know, I know y'all. I'm going somewhere that you probably ain't been, but we going there. We family. It's okay. Just come on, take off your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on. I'm waking up the sleeping giant in you. You are from the tribe of Judah. And though we meet as sheep, we're roaring liars when it's time for warfare. We're roaring liars. Come on, somebody. Because somebody say, I got to wake the lion up. I got to wake the lion up in me. I've got the way I'm humble when I need to be humble. I'm, I'm submitted when I need to be submitted. I'm meek when I need to be meek. But when the adversary is on the attack, when he's on the prowl, it's time for the lion to rise up. It's time for me to wake up the giant slayers. It's time for me to wake up the mountain movers. 
because there's something in us that will move mountains. But I got to wake my prophetic voice up. I got to wake my voice of authority up. I got to wake my voice of dominion up. And once I wake the voice up, heaven backs me up. Could you say it ain't me that's saying it? It's heaven that's saying it. It's heaven that's coming out of me. It's the greater that's in me that comes out of me. Could you say it really ain't me? It's just God using me to say what he want to say. And if God say what he want to say out of me, then God's job is to back what he said up. God say, I put it in you. I'm trying to get it out of you. Because once I get it out of you, once you release, then you put me on demand. He said, prove me, said the Lord of hosts. How do we prove God? Not by works. Least any man should boast. But it's your faith of declaration. It's your voice of authority. It's your voice of dominion. When God created everything, he brought it to Adam. He said, Adam, I'm going to see how much you are in my likeness and my image. And it wasn't in appearance because God is a spirit, didn't have a body. And when he named everything, he said, whatever you call them is, that's going to be their name. Could you say, because Adam gave life. Oh, glory to God. Adam spoke and decreed. Oh, God said, oh, that's my boy there. Because when God gave, when Adam gave, utilized the voice of dominion, whatever he called it, then he gave it the function. Glory. Y'all better hear God prophetically. This is a prophet in your midst. Whatever you call it, you will give it the function. The lion didn't have a roar until the lion got the name. The snake didn't have a hiss until the snake got the name. And when Adam called it what it was, then that gave life to the function. That's why the enemy will give us a form of stuff and get us to speak death to it. So we can give it life or function. I've been saying this for years. The shadow of a car is not the same as the car. The shadow of the building is not the same as the object of the building. And so he give us a form that get us to speak life to it. And give it its function. Could you say power is really in my words. Ain't nobody been killing me. I've been killing myself. Ain't nobody been hurting my circumstances. I've been hurting my own circumstances. And I've realized that if my circumstance is better, I got to speak sweetness to it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I got to say something good about it, something revelatory about it, something righteous about it. Because God want to manifest it. God want to give it legs to give it life. Could you say life is in the word? So I got to speak the word. The worst thing that I've ever done pertaining to my life Either I said the wrong things or didn't say nothing at all. The worst thing I ever did for my life is I said the wrong things or didn't say anything at all. And it's amazing how times I could speak life to everybody else's circumstances, even if they're just like mine, but speak death to my own. I don't know if I'm the only one ever been there. I told you I'm still growing. I came to a place of maturity where I think I'm mature enough now. Instead of me speaking death, I give it life. Because what good is me believing everybody else can live in their circumstances, but I don't believe that mine can live? Why do I say I don't believe because of what I'm saying? Because I have the authority, but I don't use the authority. I'm sharing some wisdom because God says we're waiting for him to send help or bring help without utilizing the help that he's already sent. He told the disciples in the book of Acts, so I need you to tarry in the upper room. I need you to hold on. I know you're excited about going to work, doing some service for me, but put, the, put it on breaks. Put the pause on. He said, when I send the Holy Ghost, the comforter, when I send that empowerment, that enablement, you're going to go out and be witnesses. It was at that moment when they, when he sent that enablement that gave them the authority and the power to witness unto the world. Could you say, I'm not waiting on my witness because I've already seen the power and authority to witness. 
Yeah, you, you're not waiting on your witness. Your witnesses are waiting on you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here to wake you up. I'm here to shake something in your faith. I'm here to stir something up. Because I believe that what God has for us, we've been missing it. He said, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man. The things that God have in store for us. There are some things that God have in store for us, Pastor Wright, that's going to blow our minds. And I believe until we get an enlightenment, a clear clarity, enlightenment without confusion, we'll miss it. I can experience stuff and still miss stuff at the same time. Oh, yes, I, I can experience stuff and still miss it at the same time. And unfortunately, we've been experiencing the move of God, a miracle of God, a manifestation of God, but been missing it was God. And so God said in this hour, he don't want us to miss him. And if we get the revelation that God is here, we are the vessel that he ordained, set aside to operate and manifest his power, his authority. Now we'll never miss a move of God. Because I realize that I am God's hands in the earth. I'm God's feet in the earth. I'm God's mouthpiece in the earth. Just like you are. We are yielded, submitted vessels. And it's hard to miss God when we're always available for God to move and manifest through. So I want to say this, and I'm going to close with this. I want to decree in and over your life that God stirs something up and woke something up in you. We are destiny seekers and destiny obtainers. God enabled us to succeed, never to fail, because of the enablement power. God entrusted in us, each and every one of us. You know God believes in us so much that sometimes it scares me how we don't believe in ourselves. I had to be all right, man of God, that God chose me, so it was something great and fabulous about me. I call it humility when I delight. Something like me ain't worthy. If God chose me, there's something about me very worthy that the devil don't want me to keep being enlightened about. See, when you know God shows how valuable we are, when, that's when we get a greater dev- revelation and operate to a whole nother level. He says he put, he put treasures in earthen vessels. Do you know how valuable we really are to have a treasure in us? You can't put old wine, new wine in old wineskins. So in order for a treasure to be inside of us, there's got to be something valuable about this vessel. There's got to be something worthy about this instrument, this tool that God want to use. Could you say there's a hidden treasure inside of me? I love your destiny. Stand to you, sir. Help is not on the way. Help is here. Truly, did you hear that? Help is not on the way. Help is here. I know we say help is coming. Yes, God's going to send somebody to say more help. But for right now, we got help. Oh, yeah, yeah. Destiny. God, God is going to send somebody to say more help. But right now, we got help because I'm the help. I'm the assistant. I'm the one that God going to use to make it happen until someone else comes to assist. Let our hands find stuff to do in the house of God. Thank you, woman. I really hope you was blessed today. God shifted me to another place. And I I thank God for where he put me at because it was very necessary for me because sometimes we can get so thrown off by what we go through and what we see till we forget God is with us. And I told truly that God with us is greater than God for us. Could somebody say God for me is good but God's with me can't be compared because I could be for you but not be where you are my heart can go with you my spirit, my prayers but if I'm with you, I'm right there I feel what you feel I embrace and encounter what you encounter and God would never let us get into stuff without being with us in it 
God says, I'm not just for you, I'm with you. That's why you're still here. The odds were stacked, but that's why you're here because I am with you. And never let the devil use circumstances to tell you any different. You raise your hand. The Bible says, believe in the prophet, so shall you prosper. And this ain't just money. We say that, but it's not financial. This is, we need the enlightenment of God to get the revelation of God that God want to do something so supernatural it will mess us up this world up this nation up if we learn to be the available vehicles that God want to use in this earth but there is a power and authority that will release to wait now God already set the sound out through the chauffeur on the, for the enemy but this sound is for us The Bible says if you cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God know your yell, your sound. He know how to interpret whether you're hollering out of desperateness or, or tiredness or fatigue or weariness or pain or sorrow. God can discern your moans, your murmurings, your groans. But I believe that if we get on one accord in faith of God, I'm releasing everything that the enemy has done, the enemy has distracted me with, sidetracked me with, or deceived me with and by. I'm releasing it at this moment to receive the enlightenment and the revelation of who you are. You are a God that's present. You are my refuge. You're a very present help in the time of trouble. So when trouble arises, I don't have to be dismayed, discouraged, or perplexed. I don't have to be fearful or doubtful. So Father, right now, we release it right now, God. We release everything and everything that the enemy has set in our lives that threw us off track, Father. Every distraction, God, every trial and tribulation, every circumstance and situation that we spoke and gave life to, as we believed and embraced, God, we release it now. Filter the hearts of mankind. Filter our minds, our soul, and our spirit. Give us this enlightenment that you are our refuge, that you are here present, and that as long as you are here within us, help is here, assistance is here, support is here, and backup is here. Let me tap what's in within me. Let me stir it up. Let me stir the gifts up, God. Stir up the anointing, Father. And let everything you deposit in my spirit manifest through my life. Out of my life. I call forth what you placed in me. To come up and arise and to take care of every circumstance and situation in this earth realm. I understand that heaven has the answers to earth problems and sorrows. So I pray that you stir up the answers in me. That will fit and resolve every problem in my life. And for every problem that don't be disappeared and dissipated, God, I pray that you would give me the strength and endurance and the stamina to endure hardness as a good soldier. Help me not to get weary in my well-doing, but help me to make my hands go to work about kingdom business. I pray for each and every one that's connected to destiny, connected to the leaders, that every gift be stirred up in this house. Every gift be manifested and placed in operation in this place. We thank you for it now. And according to my faith, I believe it and I receive it. Somebody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just by sign of hands, who, who do anything in this ministry for us, facilitate work ministry in this hands? Father, I thank you that you will unlock every ministry gift. Not the, the ones that they know, Father, but the ones that they have not known about, that has been laid dormant. I unlock it and I release it, that it may be put to use and put to work concerning to this house, pertaining to the kingdom assignment and mandate, Father. I thank you that every gift, every known and unknown, hidden and unhidden gift be stirred up that will come to life in this place, God. 
I thank you for the gifts that should make room in this house. I thank you for the gift that should give life in this house. I thank you for the gift that should increase in this house, God. For the harvest and the manifestation based on the operation of the gifts, God. I speak life over it right now. I call it out of stagnation. God, I destroy everything that hindered the gift from flowing fluently in this house. And consistently, God, remove every stumbling block. Every hindrance in the name of Jesus. Every obstacle in the name of Jesus. I hear Pastor Wright, a healthy church is produced from a mature believer. And I speak maturity over every believer in this house. I believe, God, that you are maturing and growing them by way of your word, by way of your spirit, by way of enlightenment and revelation. I thank you, God, that they will put away childish things and operate on the meat of your word. Being seasoned in this earth and in this house. For those that you ordained, those that you have predestinated, those that you shall lead in this place. For deliverance, for encouragement, for healing. I stir it up right now. I speak it and decree it. That it may be released in divine order. I pray that every gift be submitted to the authority that's over this place and govern this place. And we thank you, God, for even the ones that is not, that they shall utilize the gift that you have, gave and imparted to be a blessing and a growth to this ministry. In Jesus' name. Those that belong to this ministry, could you put your hands up? Look at all the unhidden, the hidden gifts, possible. Look around. Look at all the gifts that God says. These are gifts that's going to be unlocked. Even though they don't have ministerial titles, but there's going to be gifts to impart and impact this house. Could you say, I'm, I'm a hidden gift. But today, the gift have revealed itself. Glory to God. Your gifts to this body. Every gift is a member and every member is a gift and the gift is needed. Somebody say in the house. Let your gift go to work. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, I'm going to turn this back over to the pastor. God bless you. What a powerful word. Bless the Lord. Hey, I just want to, uh, a couple of things. Uh, now, a lot of you guys weren't here, but if you were here for our pre-service, uh, man, in our rally where we rally all of our volunteers together, man, it was, was that right on? That was a, a, in the mouth of two or three witnesses is the the word shall be established. And when we got all of our volunteers together this morning, that verse was actually quoted, the one that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that whole uh, time of pulling our team together this morning was all about us using our voice for affirmation, for praise, for creating. And man, I hope you receive that word. I'm telling you what, Destiny, I've told you this for years, and it's like y'all don't y'all act like y'all don't believe me. But if you would open your mouth, if you would open your mouth, and that you would begin to make declarations, not just in your private world, but when we come together, when we come together in this house, I'm telling you the manifestation of God. See, the praise God inhabits the praises of his people. He, he inhabits the affirmation of his people. So in the mouth of two or three witnesses, I was one. All of you guys uh, out there were multiple. And then the prophet comes and he brings the word to us today. Listen. I made my mind up. I made my mind up. I will not be silent. Why? Because I'm not going to let the rocks cry out in my place. God will make an inanimate object cry out. Man, I don't have time to go into it. 
He will make an inanimate object cry out if humans do not. But he created us for that person. And I remember the day. I, I got so many specific instances. I remember when I was 16, when I was starting the service, and I said, I remember the day I'd never go back out into the world. I remember when I was 16 and I made that declaration. And I remember the day that I said, I will never be one of those people that just sits in church and is silent. Oh, Pastor Rife, you're making me feel bad because I, I'm a very quiet person. Listen, I used to be the kind of person I would throw up. I literally would throw up because I had to walk into a room of people I didn't know. I would have to go to the bathroom and throw up because I was so introverted and all the trauma that went in and, and verbal abuse that went on in my life. I, but I, I got tired of it. And I said, I will not let the enemy keep me silent anymore. I'm gonna be a person of praise. Always, always.